Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Boom, 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 boom. Y'all got the mute. Y'all got the band <laughs> queued up. Hey, <laughs> Okay, you know what's crazy, man? I was gonna ask you, man, what's your favorite uh, boom song? Because I was gonna use that for your show. So you already, you already know, right? Yeah. Hey, man. Boom, 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 boom. JSU rocks the house, baby. Okay. No problem. Whenever they come in, you know what time it is. I was thinking about that one, man, because that Southern game, man, they they played that thing about six times in a row. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, that, hey, that was when I was on uh, well, I was down there with my glasses on in the Superdome. Yeah, uh, uh, dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that, hey, man. Whenever I hear that, I picture you dancing. No lie. <laughs> hey, first, so, I, I I definitely use that. One. First time beating Southern in a long time, man. It felt really good. You know what I mean? To all yeah, of us, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Tiger fans, welcome to episode 62 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting the show with me today is none other than Charles Bishop. What up, Chuck? Hey, how you doing, the Corey C? Doing well, doing well. well I take that back. I'm not doing so well <laughs> because today is September 12th, and that can only mean one thing. We should be in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Getting ready for the Southern Heritage Classic versus Tennessee State now. I love you, Chuck, but I, I'd rather not be talking to you right now. I'd rather be sitting the Same here, buddy. Same here. <laughs> Obviously, that, that season, the season won't be taking place, at least not right. in the fall. Uh, so, uh, you know, so here we are on the, with no football. But, but since it would have been game day, let's do what we do on the podcast and let's honor the Classic by reminiscing with one of our greats, you know, a fan favorite. And this guy actually had his coming out party in this very game exactly 20 years ago. I'm talking about JSU's all-time leading passer, Superman Robert Kent. Yeah. Welcome to the show. FIB, baby. Let's go, Jack Town. How's everybody doing out there? <laughs> Guys, thank you for having me on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No doubt about it, Robert Kent. I, and let me t- – Our Special pleasure. episode this is because, uh, at least for this generation of fans, man, you are their first memories of, of Jackson State football. So, uh, man, it, it is an honor having you on the podcast. 
man. Hey, thank you very much, fellas. It, it, you know what, man? It was if it weren't for Robert Hughes coming to my house, sitting down at the table with me, man, I would not be a Jackson State Tiger, man. It was. It, uh, uh, I mean, wow. I know he's up in heaven dancing right now, but man, if it was not for him and the time that he took out to, to drive up, to drive up that country road. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> Coming on up to Indianola, Mississippi, sitting down in my kitchen yes, table and offering me a scholarship. And I was happy to join Jackson State and be a Tiger, baby. Wow, that is yes, awesome, sir. man. Well, you know, uh, Robert, I mean, these, these are unprecedented times, man. I wanted to just kind of start off by asking, how have you been? Have been staying safe? How's everything been, everything been going? Man, it's actually been going pretty good, man. I'm uh, <laughs> I, To be honest, man, I'm still playing a little football. You know, okay. I still got a little okay. I got a little football. My legs are still up under me, but right now I'm, a, I'm an athletic <laughs> director in uh, Richardson, Texas. I'm coaching uh, junior high football, basketball, and tennis. Um, wow. Got a wife, got three kids, just had another little baby girl who's four months right now. Oh, congratulations. So, uh, uh, so we're just trying to stay safe, man. I'm feeling real blessed, you know, because I try not to complain because things can be a whole lot worse than what they are. So, I, you know, I, I count my blessings for what they are, and I, I pray for those who need to be blessed. So it's just – Life is good, man. I, I like I said, I can't complain right now. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And and Kent, you know, you we talked about the Southern Heritage Classic. Uh, of course, you had the pleasure of playing in that game four times, and you're our only four-time starter at quarterback in that game. Obviously, that's a huge rivalry. Always a packed stadium, super energetic crowd, and back then it was always broadcast on national TV, usually a BET game. Yeah. So, what do you remember about that atmosphere as a player? Man, I'm hold on. Let me let me go back to the beginning. <laughs> Let's go back to before right. I got on the field. So we in the locker room, you know, for game time. I'm the backup, so I'm you know I'm just kind of talking to TC. Hey, man, what you what's your plan for the day? What how you looking? What you thinking? And we just sitting there having a little conversation. And uh, John Shannon, our offensive coordinator, walks over to us and sits down. He looks at me. He said something to TC. Then he came up to me and had a conversation. Said, "Well, Robert, you gonna start today." My eyes probably rolled to the back of my head. I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> this wow. is BET, and you want me as a freshman quarterback to go out here and play a game? You know what, Coach? All right, let's go. I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> I, have no, I have nothing else to do. All right, let's 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 go. Let's rock and roll. And, you know, I, I looked at TC, and I said, Coach, was TC going to play receiver for us? He said, yep, TC's going to get out there and play receiver. Wow. So I said, all right, wow. TC, he, he's, he, he, was, he agreed with it and said, let's go. I was ready to rock and roll because I didn't want to be, you know, to get that opportunity to play in such a big game. You know, he the first well, I want to say that was our second, maybe third. I can't remember. Was it our second or third game? You know, he he did well, but we didn't put up the numbers that we thought we were capable of putting up. I mean, but TC was a quality quarterback, but he also mm -hmm. was a great route runner and a great uh, athlete on the field. Mm -hmm. And when I got the opportunity to play, you know, he became my best target. You know, people people don't think of them. Remember that TC had, I think, had over 100 catches that uh that year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it wasn't next year, it was that past year. But okay, that next year. But to go from the quarterback position and to easily transition into the receiver position and then do phenomenal. You know, I, I was blessed with a great group of guys around me, guys. So it wasn't yeah. it had nothing to do with me. You sure. know, it started from the coaching staff for believing in me, getting out on the field. Then I had some of the best linemen, receivers, running backs to ever come through Jackson State. So it was easy for me. I was, I mean, Nathan McLaurin's my starting running back. When he took that first little hand mm -hmm. off and got up that field, that gave me the confidence. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I can do it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It was it was a great it, it was it was a 
eye-opening at first, but once you get out there on that field, man, and, you, you know, the fans in the stand, they cheering you on, they, they, they're going big blue and that band's playing, it, it's it's like no other feeling. You know, I try to tell people that 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 uh, that black college football, man, it's, you know, I've never been in the – I'm going to say I've never been in the stadium. I've never played, you know, on the Division One mm-hmm. field in a Michigan or Ohio State, but, hey – at Jackson State, it sure felt like a Michigan or Ohio State. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. There's something to be said for that. Wow. Exactly. You know, you, you slid something in there real casually. I, I want to rewind, though. I caught that. You said that you initially asked with TC play receiver. So you thought of that idea before the coaches even brought it up and let everyone know? Like you visualized that happening? I just, I mean, man, my thing is, is I knew he was a great athlete. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted him on the field with me. Because mm-hmm. being a quarterback, when you got another quarterback on the field, it makes the game so much easier because he sees stuff that I will be seeing. But as a receiver, you don't really see it because, you know, you think about so many things. But as a quarterback, you know and kind of feel what the quarterback is thinking. So he made the game a lot easier for me to get him the ball. I mean, he was a 6'3 receiver playing slot. How many 6'3 slots do you know? That's a great point. That's a great point. So, I mean, and and that's why I just, like I said, man, I was blessed with, you know, from LaLaurence Stories to the Daniel guy to the George mm-hmm. Thigpen to, to my guy uh, Manning. So Tim Manning, Manning, man. I mean, I mean, what can I say to the Robert Jacobs, to the Chris Jones? I mean, it was so many guys, man. (laughs) That you know, I I can I can continue to name to the Deion Smith. I mean, it was so many guys out there that made my job easier. All I had to do was get the ball in the right area. (laughs) <laughs> no doubt. Well, you say you had the easy, and, and even later, and even later on, you had those younger receivers come in—the Cleese Gordons of the world, ah. uh, Tory Rosses. So it never stopped. Yeah, it never stopped. That's what I said. I, I I can go down the line, and I try to. I, even when I talk to my kids nowadays, I try to tell them, man, I had so many great receivers around me. It was hard for me not to be successful because mm. I was upset if I let them down. You know, that's that. That was just uh, the name of my game. I'm. I was upset if I didn't make the play because I know how hard they worked outside of the game sure you know it, it, that was a big thing for me daniel guy was one person who kind of took me under his wings when i first got there yeah man daniel guy was a specimen when i say a specimen a specimen mm-hmm. and i'm coming from a small town where we our weight room was probably a six by six room and i get up there and uh, we didn't really have a big weight room but boy them boys knew how to throw them weights up and get you right and that's one guy who kind of took me on his wings to help me get stronger and, you know, it, 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 like I said, man, I, I've been blessed to have a great people around me, and I'm thankful for those guys. I probably never had a chance to personally continue to say thank you, but, hey, man, I, I, I'm very blessed to have those guys around me. No doubt about it. Awesome. We'll make sure that they hear this this episode. Hey, all of you fellas, man, hey, every last one of them, man, they, they from, from center to go all, all the way down the line, those guys, man, they, they helped make my career. I mean, I wouldn't be, the, be Superman right now if it wasn't for them. Yes, yeah, sir. that's a great point. You, you know, I wanted to ask you, and going back to that first start, uh, and I mean, it was such a monumental occasion, but but what do you think Co- uh, Coach Robert Hughes saw in you the week of practice leading up to that game? Because that's a phenomenal story in terms of uh, finding out, you know, right before kickoff that you, you're going to be the man. <laughs> man, I have no idea. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I was the scout team quarterback. I was letting Big Eric Chandler come off the end and smack me in the face. <laughs> Not him and, him and Big Reed coming off the end, smacking me in the mouth, knocking snot out of my helmet, and I'm getting right back up throwing touchdowns. So I think that was – he saw that I had some heart, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't go get on the ground and lay down and not get back up. Right. 
And, so, you know, that, that that was just, you know, family upbringing. You know, yeah, I don't care what it is. You get your butt back up and you keep moving. Nobody no. can take away your effort. I don't care what. They can take away your shoes, your clothes. They can take away your hip. They can take away anything, but they cannot take away your effort because that effort is on the inside of you. Undoubtedly. Well, you, you know, Robert, I mean, this game here, you're talking about the Southern Heritage Classic, easily 50,000 some odd people in the stands. And it was a monumental game. You guys were able to squeak out a 42 to 39 double overtime win. Man, what was that feeling like when you saw Brian Reynolds connect on that final field goal? <laughs> hey, man. I, I was ready to go out. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm ready to go out. I'm, I'm two hours from my hometown up in Memphis. I got family up in Memphis. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't got on BET national TV and won the, <laughs> the first game in, in in history. I mean, to, to me, my first college game mm-hmm. to ever win it, and then on national TV, like I said, man, it, it was a blessing. Now I want to go back. Hold on, I got to check that score out. Now I, you may have called the wrong score out. I'm like, you may be right. Okay. Or I may be wrong because in my okay. head, I had something like twenty nine to seventeen or twenty seven to nineteen. Maybe I maybe I got another one of them games confused. Uh, it's probably another <laughs> factory in there somewhere that you, you remember. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's that's true. But hey, man, it, it, that win that that's one that's gonna forever stick with me. It was one pass going up the sideline. I want to say I threw it to Lawrence Story. Man, it's just it, it was just one. It was like I was on the third down along or the fourth down. It was one of the key plays that almost helped us, you know, seal that opportunity to get that game win the field goal. So it's. Man, that Southern Heritage Classic, man. It it and I even honestly uh keep up with uh, Leon Murray. He was actually the quarterback for Tennessee State. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I actually uh talk to him every now and then because he's uh he's coaching right now at PB. So we, you know, okay, yes, he was. yeah, that connection, man. It, it, it we don't we try not to lose that connection, especially when you got guys that you battled against and that know what you went through and they're trying to instill in the younger guys what's what it's gonna take. Because a lot I think a lot of kids think it's easy. It's right. not easy. NFL stand for not for right. long. And, and people need to understand that. No doubt about it. Awesome, man. Great memory, man. And thank you for kind of reliving that that moment with us. And, you know, from there, the rest is history, literally. You know, <laughs> as you went on to rewrite the record books at Jackson State, threw for almost 12,000 yards, uh, 104 touchdowns. Did you realize how huge those accomplish, accomplishments were in that moment? Or And do you ever kind of reflect back on them? Um, man, I do a little bit. I think the, the 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 thing that stood out to me the most, maybe I think it was that second year, that sophomore year, that sophomore blues year, where we may have been in the top five in the nation in scoring offense. Because I can remember a plaque that Coach Shannon came in with, like, hey, guys, look at, look at what you guys have accomplished this year. I mean, because we was putting up yards and we was putting up numbers. And like I said, we had a great group of guys, man, from the coaching staff on down. But for some reason, we 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 couldn't get over that hump, man. Grambling had my number, right. Alabama State had my number, but I had a couple other guys' numbers. So I, you know, Tennessee State yeah, I had yeah. their number, you know. Mm-hmm. Southern we had their number, but you know, it, it's just it's great great memories down there, man. And and uh, I plan on I was I planned on coming back for homecoming this year, and that was going to be my first homecoming in a long time. But we got to wow. we got to postpone it a little bit longer. Just a little right. bit longer. And, you know, speaking bit. of speaking of which, and, and and talking about memories, 
Uh, you mentioned Heaven Southern's number. You know, you know, for us Jackson State folks, that that means a little something. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. Can you recall that that big win uh, against Southern in the Superdome, man? You, you, we were talking a little bit off air. You had the glasses on. You were dancing on the side. Like, <laughs> man, talk about that game a little bit. Hey, hey, listen, man. You know, I still live that up, man. I had scouts asking me about that one day. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I was just happy to be winning, man. I was a young kid. I didn't know no better. I saw a kid. I saw the dude on the sideline with the glasses, and I was just being an entertainer at that point and you know, feeling good go. about getting getting a chance to be Southern. Southern had just beat us uh, my freshman year in the, in the uh, SWAC championship. Hey, you know, it just it was a great feeling to get back at their butts, man. They, I mean, they had the rings, but man, it felt good to go in the Superdome and they right. home because they right. always. Uh, you know, they would always come through the crowd yelling, it's you, it's you. Don't remind me. It's JSU, baby. It's JSU. <laughs> no doubt about it. Oh, man, good stuff. Good stuff. And now you, you mentioned this earlier, and I, I, I want to kind of go back to it, just your toughness and, you, you know, how you would always get back up. You were you remembered as one of the tougher quarterbacks that we've ever had on Lynch Street. Really hard to bring down. And like I said, you would jump right back up after a big hit. And at times you really endured a pounding out there, but you played with a lot of heart. How would you say you developed that tough toughness? Was it just a byproduct of being a kid from the Mississippi Delta, or uh, what would you attribute that to? Man, it started in that Mississippi Delta. I mean, uh, plain and simple. You you had to grind to get out of that Delta, man. It, it was uh, our school was known for basketball, to be honest. Gentry High School. We we would go to uh, state almost every year or every other year during that during my tenure or or the years before. And football was, you know, kind of mediocre. We would, I didn't even say average. It was a little less than average. We would be two and nine or three and eight, uh, four and seven. And then that that final year, we ended up going uh, eight and three and making the playoffs. And uh, we actually had a, um, we actually had a guy named Ellis Williams that played in my high school that actually went to the Tampa Bay Bucks and uh, got a Super Bowl with the Bucks. So it's a, it was a grind. Also, uh, Michael Spellock, you know, Michael Spellock. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was actually my backup. A lot of people don't know that. I'm like, yeah, right. right. Oh, yeah. Michael Spellock was a – that dude threw for over five, almost 600 yards in a regular season game in high school. So mm-hmm. he he was a thrower. And he got to Ole Miss and did, he, he he did enough to get his opportunity to get in the league. But as a quarterback, man, right. he was he was a phenomenal quarterback. But he just – the height was one thing that they, they looked down upon him on that. And that daily grind from that Mississippi Delta. If you don't know anything about that Delta, you can go down there and see for yourself. <laughs> the catfish ponds and cotton fields. So you, had, right. you had to you had to make your way up out of there. And, and Jackson State gave me an opportunity to get get my butt up out of there, man. And when I got up out of there, I told my mom and dad, I'm like, hey, listen, I ain't coming back home. <laughs> yeah. I said, this is yeah. this is this is my ticket. I, I can't come back home. I want to show y'all I don't want to come back home because not saying nothing wrong with home, but I want to get out here and and push the envelope to try to be the best that I can be. Right. And mm-hmm. they 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 said, "Hey, son, go go do you. Go be the best you you can be." They they kept ties on me now. Right. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I can tell you that. Right. They definitely kept ties on me, but right. they definitely instilled in me to to go work hard. And, not, and no matter what happens, man, just keep going. Absolutely. Well, you definitely definitely did that. <laughs> and now you were mentioning those other sports as well. Uh, you were an all around athlete. You know, you played football, of course at Jackson State, but tennis as well. Oh, yeah. And you were a key player on some of those great basketball teams at Gentry High School and ran track. So, you know, what sport was your first love and which one was your favorite? Man, you would be uh, – to be honest, baseball was the first game that I ever would have wow. played. Okay. Yes, sir. And 
I got to, you know, my mom, <laughs> I try to tell people the story and they don't believe me. I had played baseball for maybe four or five years. Even probably when I was like six, starting about seven or eight. At, I can remember this day at 12 years old, there's a guy that came back to my hometown, a guy named Fred Miles. He brought tennis back to my hometown as far as starting a summer league. And he was one of my uh, mom's students, and he was talking to her about getting some kids to come and play tennis, especially some black kids to come and play tennis. And once he asked her that, that wouldn't, it wasn't even the discussion with, with, with my brother and I. I went from being a baseball player for four or five years to at 12 years old, I turned into a tennis player. Wow. <laughs> and, and I was like, Mom, I love baseball. Well, she said, son, you better love tennis. So I, <laughs> so that, I mean, from there on, man, I, I enjoy tennis. And to be honest, man, I, I truly still enjoy playing tennis now. I, I actually coach it at the junior high. I mean, that's one sport that it's a, it's a youth sport. Unless you're playing doubles, it's, it's all about you. It's, it's, it's your internal internal t- fortitude to be the best person that you can be. Sure. And uh, I was blessed to be on a good team uh, to come out there. We even won a SWAC championship, I want to say, as I, mm. sophomore, junior year in tennis. Right. Uh, and uh, a guy named Richard and Brian, those are two of the guys who were on the team, the number one and two. I actually still keep up with uh, Richard, talk to him uh I say maybe a few months ago, he's up in New York. One of the guys who I played tennis with back in Jackson State. So it's, man, it was a blessing, man. I I, I must say, a lot of things change around Jackson State, like the new dorms and all of the, the the new buildings. All that changed, but the the drive and the grit that we had when we were there, you know that that made us who we are. Right. That made us the, the men that we are today. Well, you know, Rob. I mean, being that you were great in so many sports, let's talk about your recruitment to Jackson State. And you chose football, and why Jackson State? What was it about Jackson State that that really stood out for you? Uh, they threw the ball. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jackson State threw the ball, man. You know, in high school, I had I was uh, my my style was unorthodox. My throwing style was unorthodox, but I got the ball where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And Jackson, when when coach came in and said, "Hey, son, you." You probably sit your first year, your freshman year, because we got a guy, uh, Mark Washington, who's going to be a senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's been he's been a captain of the ship. But that sophomore year, you got an opportunity to battle it out with a guy named T.C. Taylor. He said, if you come up there and you you show what you're capable of doing, you're going to get the opportunity to play. I mean, I, that's all I needed. I'd say, Coach, you mm-hmm. give me an opportunity. I'm on my way. And I've had a, I had a couple of D2 schools. I had some other uh, – Couple junior colleges, I uh, Valley, Mississippi Valley State, you know, sent me an offer, but I told mom I can't be too close to home. But I'm gonna be too close. To home. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, sometimes you got to remove yourself from your surroundings so you can make sure that you make some of the best decisions for you. No. And doubt about it. Jackson State wasn't but an hour and some change away before they built a new highway. Now it's about an hour, a little less than uh, right at an hour, but that mm-hmm. was long. It was far enough for me to get away and not be caught up in being worried about home. I can focus on being a, a student athlete. Sure. Absolutely. And speaking of being an all-around athlete, I mean, you you were a part-time punter at Jackson State as well. I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. How, how do you feel about your punting career? Hey, man, I, you know what? I think I would have been a punter in the league right now if I had, a, if I had a kept, <laughs> a kept punting the ball. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that punting, but there were too many teams who were just sending that guy who wasn't going to play at all. Off the end, uh-huh. he's gonna smack me in the mouth, and if they could take me out uh-huh. the game, they knew that that the game was gonna change. Right, and, and I knew right. what the game was. I told, I let coach, hey, listen, man, 
I'm just gonna get it and get it out of my hand as soon as possible. I don't care what happened. Right. My favorite part of that was when you guys were fake like you were going for it on fourth down out of the shotgun, but you were punting and, and, and they weren't expecting that. So they didn't have anybody back to, yeah. to receive it. And we would pin them down inside the 10. So that was a great element. Oh yeah. It, it gives you uh different options. You know, you have options because when I, if it was a fourth down and it looked like we were going to punt, we would fake it because I can throw the ball. So that it, uh-huh. it gave us the opportunity to do more, but man, I took some, I took some, some licks and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and tried to keep picking. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, Rob, we had to come to that part here in the podcast where we want to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room, man. So let's <laughs> let's once and for all let's dispel all the rumors. Let, let's talk a little bit about the transition from Judge Hughes to James Bell. Uh, from your perspective, uh, what was it like to kind of go from a prolific passing offensive system to more of a ground and pound attack? Man, it sucked. I'm just gonna be. <laughs> 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 it sucked. It it sucked in a sense because I was used to throwing the ball. I enjoyed throwing the ball, and then to transition completely to a all run game, I'm a I'm a believer in just giving people an opportunity. And he was and and Bell was selling us on the opportunity that he knew uh, Jim Caldwell. He knew the guys in the league. These are the this is the offense that the league is running. And the more that you can get in tune or in line with how the league was running the offense, the better your chances were. So, you know, I try to keep an open mind and say, you know what? All right, let's, mm-hmm. let's see what happens. You know, I didn't want to want to be the negative, try to be negative about the situation. Cause if I'm negative about the situation, then all the players around is going to be negative and it wasn't going to be a, uh, it wasn't going to be something that we can look forward to as being positive. Mm-hmm. So we had our, I mean, it was a down season. I, I ain't nothing I can really say. It was a down, a down, in the dump season because it didn't turn out the way we had hoped in a sense of we still had the athletes, but the plays or the playmaking ability, it seemed like it was taken out of our hands. Mm. If you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got receivers who I got thousand yard receivers that's blocking downfield and that's it. That's what mm. they're doing. Instead of going to catch the ball. Cause it, you feel better when you're catching the ball and blocking. Oh, yeah. You just block it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that route don't look the same, or them them hands don't feel the same when that ball coming your way. Yeah, wow, absolutely. No, it, 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 it's not an elephant, man. That's huge. They <laughs> <laughs> say it was the reality it's, of it. It's a right. it's a mammoth, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, indeed. Absolutely. That, that that's something that we as soccer fans try not to talk talk about much. But you know, we had you on. Now that we have you on, we had to go ahead and. And, and talk about it once and for all, and uh, we, we can finally move on from that. But, but, but I want to know who brought him in. That's my question. I haven't got that answer yet. Well, we're still all looking for that answer. But um, <laughs> 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 it is what uh, it is. Awesome. Yes, it is. I all just right. I just wanted to ask him what what criteria did you use to bring him in? Because I know I looked up his track record, and it wasn't as good as. I thought it would be for you to be bringing them in to an offense who, you know, was pr- pretty prolific. So, again, if y'all find out who the person that brought them in, I, mean, I have no ill will in, against them. I just want to ask them a couple mm-hmm. questions what their thought process was. Well, Rob, stand in line because I think it's a lot of us want to ask that same question. So. Oh, man. Some people standing with boards and bats and chains. <laughs> No doubt. If if you if you had a say in the matter, did you have a, uh, a you know a preference for for who we could have picked at that time for head coach? 
Uh, I told him why. Why are you trying to change the coach my senior year? That was that was my question. Yeah. Why the year that you know the year that I get the opportunity to really showcase what were you think? Who were you looking out for in this whole situation? Because if it was looking out for the players and the guys who are here on the field battling, and the coach who helped us get there, you weren't looking out for the team. So I'm, I like I said, I just had a couple of questions to try to figure out. So maybe I can understand a little better because. I still don't understand. I'm just going to be honest. Sure, sure. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. You are listening to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, and we'll be back after this. During this pandemic, Jackson State University has made bold and necessary steps to protect our student athletes. In hopes to get our fans back in the stands, we ask for our Tiger family support. You can donate today. To the COVID-19 Athletic Relief Fund. Your donation will assist in the funding of financial support for student athletes, recruiting, and loss of revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for all contributions, and remember, bleed be blue. Donate at gojsutigers.com forward slash give. And welcome back. We are here with former Jackson State record-setting quarterback Robert Kent in honor of the Southern Heritage Classic would-be game day, a game in which he made his first collegiate start back in 2000. So, Kent, let's talk about your time as a student at JSU. I mean, for four years, you were really the man on campus and probably even around town. And I know this for a fact because I was there with you. We were, <laughs> we were on campus at the same time, so I saw it firsthand. <laughs> so, can you reminisce for us about what that was like? Man, you know what, man? It's I enjoyed it, man. I, I I must say, man, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, to had the opportunity to go from a, a little scrub from Indianola, Mississippi, to the state capital in Jackson, and then to have the opportunity to to have the spotlight on you as the man who's gonna help turn the thing, help turn things around. You know, it's a good feeling. It came with some. It came with you know the pluses and the minuses, but that's a that's kind of part of the that's a part of the role you have to play. And my biggest thing was just trying to be be the same person with everybody. You know, some people have had the thought process that, oh, he think he almighty this or he almighty that. Until you come and talk to me and have a conversation with me, I'm going to still be the same person no matter what. You know, I, I, I never tried to be anybody that I wasn't. So, you know, I, like I said, I enjoyed it, you know, from, from the police officers to the firemen to the teachers to every local person that I would see. Man, it was it was nothing but love in the Jacktown and. You know, whenever that opportunity comes back and the Jacktown accepts me back, I may want to go ahead and dust off my, my coaching hat and come on back to the Jack and see what we can do. All right. How about okay. that? You heard it All here right. first. <laughs> now, yeah, you heard. You first here, first and foremost, the 1400 Club, baby. <laughs> no doubt about it. Breaking yes, news. Indeed. Well, you know, Robert, after Jackson State, you spent some time with the Tennessee uh, Titans. Or you, you had an opportunity to be in the same quarterback room with the late great Steve Air McNair, man. What was that experience like? Man, that man, that that guy, man, has been a great guy, man. He has really his whole family, to be honest. Yeah. When I was coming out of college, his brother Fred McNair, who was actually Air McNair one, you know, a lot yes. of people don't know that. Right. Air McNair one was Fred before Steve came along. And Fred was actually the guy who was helping me get ready for the combine. So those two guys you know, in themselves, man, with nothing, they were nothing but positive influences. Everything Steve could do from inviting me to his camps, 
you know, I was at his camp. Vince Young was at his camps. You know, he 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 took us up under his wing and he did everything he could to help us be better quarterbacks. You know, being a black quarterback, trying to tap into a league that was not in tune with the black quarterback as of yet. I mean, we had the Randall Cunninghams. You know, we had we had those guys who were doing it, but we still were not. What's the word I'm looking for? We were not shine. The light was not shining on the black quarterback just yet. So mm-hmm. he was always trying to give me a give me the information or give me the know how how to maneuver, how to put myself in position to be successful. And the things that he did were so astronomical. It was hard for me not to pay attention to what Steve had to say. No doubt about it. Well, you know, Robert, talk a little bit about some of your other stops along your football journey. Uh, you said you still got the legs, man. So uh, talk a little bit about uh, your stops along the way in terms of continuing to play the game that you love. Man, uh, man, football has taken me a, a lot of places, guys. I, I'm just going to be – if you, I try to tell my kids, I say, guys, I, I ain't trying to boast, but you have, you can Google me if you want to Google me and know all the teams <laughs> And know all the teams I played on because I I've had so many stops I forget sometimes. But mm-hmm. you know, starting out, man, getting in Tennessee and and being there, I end up getting released um, right before that last, or right before the season started. But my 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 claim to fame in Tennessee was able I was able to play on Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh wow! That was, mm. Yeah, that, that was one thing that you know that I always kind of hang my hat on. I was like, yeah, I got an opportunity to play because a lot of kids, a lot of guys don't get an opportunity to play. And uh, after that, uh, Doug Williams actually brought me to Tampa Bay, gave me a chance down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, I was up in New York, did a little stand in New York for, with the Giants for a few for a little bit, but they had Eli, they had Jerry Lorenzen. So I kind of bounced around. I uh, did a couple stints in Canada. I uh, did Montreal. I actually did Toronto also. Then after that, uh came back home, man, and started doing arena football. Yeah. I was blessed to get an opportunity to, to, to star in a movie. I did, uh, I did the movie The Game Plan. A lot of people don't know that. The Rock. <laughs> yeah, did, yep, did the movie. I was doing the stunts for The Rock. That actually was he yes, had sir. he had torn his Achilles doing that uh, rundown movie, the one he the the one the, in the jungle, and he couldn't do any football moves. So it was myself. It, I can't even think of the other two. He has a cousin that looks exactly like him, and there was another quarterback there who was with us. And um, you know, I got a chance to do ninety percent of the stunts in that movie, man. So that that was a blessing. Yeah. That football has kind of you know dropped into my lap. And um, and from there, it was the arena football. I started out in Birmingham, Alabama with a team called the Birmingham Steel Dogs, where I had Lawrence Story, who played with me at Jackson State. He played with me in Birmingham. Wow. Yep, played with me in Birmingham mm-hmm. Steel Dogs. Then uh ended up moving to Lubbock, Texas. Uh, played a little ball out in Lubbock, Texas. And after Lubbock, uh, Oklahoma City. Played a little arena mm-hmm. uh, ball in Oklahoma City. Uh, Abilene, uh, Corpus Christi. <laughs> so it, it, the, the, the list is kind of long. Right, uh, Houston, you know, played some ball in Houston. Um, but now I'm uh, up in Dallas area, played for a team out in Allen. So I actually won a championship with the team in Corpus Christi. And uh, this past year, I played with a team in uh, Frisco. We were playing at the Star. Uh, a couple things happened with the ownership and the team dispersed. And uh, we were all kind of split up and I moved out. I didn't move out to, but I had the opportunity to go play football with a team out in Albuquerque, uh, New Mexico called the Duke City Gladiators. And uh, we actually won a championship this past year out in uh, Albuquerque. So it's been, like I said, man, football has been nothing but a blessing for me in my life. It has, it, it has cross, had me cross paths with so many people, and I've been so I've uh, been blessed in so many ways with it. I'm just doing my part to try to give back and try to show kids, man, it can be done. But you, like again, it goes back to that effort and that want to. Don't expect anybody to do it for you. You got to want to do it for yourself. 
And it sounds like you really just enjoy the game of football. I do, man. I, I truly am. I, I'm going to be honest, man. My wife even tells me, she he said, uh, she says, uh, you're getting a little aggressive. I think you need to go play some football. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right. That's awesome, man. That's that, that definitely that's been a blessing, man. Football has been a blessing to you, man. And I just I just, you know, I'm just glad I can help put, you know, put smiles on people's faces, man. When people come to the game right. and they cheering and we having a good time. And to see those, you know, 60,000 fans pack the stadium when we playing Alcorn or when we playing Southern, you know, when that blue and white and that blue and gold get up there, it's just, there's no other feeling like it. You know, I, no if you've never been on the field and played football in front of that many people, you, you, you won't understand. But golly, man, it's, it, it's a great feeling. I must say it's a great feeling. That's awesome. No doubt. All right. And, and Kent, you mentioned T.C. Taylor earlier, of course. Uh, he re- he re- converted to wide receiver when you took the reins. And like you said, he ended up being your top target. And you helped him break that single-season uh, re- receiving record. That was his senior year, 84 catches, over 1,200 yards, 11 TDs. And he went on to become a coach as well, and he's currently on the Jackson State staff. So what was he like as a teammate? I know you kind of touched on that, but uh, are, are you surprised that he got into coaching? Did, could you see that back then? I don't know. I'm not surprised at all. You know, I mean, T.C., is a, he's a football guy. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. It's just needing getting that opportunity to to bless other people with your your abilities, your skills, and uh, I mean, I kind of follow him. He actually went out to uh, North Carolina Central with Coach Asbury, mm-hmm. getting his uh, start in coaching. I, mean, I think that was the first place he started. If it was somewhere else, you know, I, I'm, Texas, I Southern. Ah, Texas Southern, okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, getting out there with Asbury, and uh, I mean, it's only right, you know, you're a Jackson State alumnus. You set records at Jackson State. It's hard for me to understand why you don't get an opportunity to come back and try to you be a coach and give back to the to the school that gave you so much, you know, in return. I, I hear you on that. And, 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 you know, let me ask this question, especially with a guy like TC Taylor being on staff now, and, and he really harkens back to the glory days of, of Jackson state football, late nineties, early two thousands, you know, how important is it to reestablish that brand of Jackson State football, because uh, of course we, we've had a few down years now, but uh, to have you know, quote unquote, one of our own own staff uh, to really uh, impart that 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 brand of Jackson State football. Uh, it's it's uh, it's easier to do it when you can uh, talk about talk about it from experience, mm-hmm. especially right then and there. You, if you can talk about an experience that you had at that school. Kids listen to you a little bit more. You can talk about, hey, I was at uh, Alabama State or I was at Tennessee State, but you're at Jackson State now. It's hard. I mean, they they can relate to you, but then when you can say, man, I, I had blood, sweat, and tears on this field. I used to run that hill over there that you guys are running right now. So it, it gives you a first, not a sense of entitlement. It gives you a sense of, uh, I guess, encouragement as a player if my coach – went through what I'm actually going through right now. My coach can show me, hey, this is what I had to go through. This is the 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 track I had to run around. This is this is the light pole I had to run around if I didn't do what I was supposed to do at practice. This is the puddle of water I was splashing in because I couldn't go get no water, but I need it was so hot out there we were just trying to get some water on top of it. So when you can talk about experiences that you had and show that this is what happened to you at, I think the kids buy in a little bit more and they understand that you know it can be done. Now it's time for you to. Now it's time for you to leave your mark or leave your legacy here. No doubt about it. And, and with you being a coach now, uh, uh, as, as well as a former player, 
And and for all those young players who will listen to this podcast, you know, kind of take us inside that quarterback room. Uh, what are maybe one or two things that you would even tell current Jackson State quarterbacks right now in, in terms of uh, their preparation for the game or, or or whatever it is they need to do to prepare themselves to take on the Southwestern Athletic Conference? Um, I just tell them try to be better each day. Try not to be the same or try not to be the same person you were yesterday. And it's always look at it as a competition. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah, we're trying to be the best. We're trying to work at the goal of winning, but it has to be an everyday competition. Even right now, when I talk to teams or talk to players, I say, listen, I want you to bring in the best quarterback that you can find. Because if you bring in the best quarterback in, that you can find, guess what? That's going to push me to be better than what I am. That's going to make me go out and grind a little bit harder because in my mind, I'm not going to lose to you. I'm not going to allow you to take my position. So what are you doing when he's over there playing his PlayStation or his Xbox? Are you watching film? Are you doing some leg exercises? Are you getting your abs right? Are you working on your quads? Because it uh, it all starts at the lower half. A lot of people think quarterback starts up top. No, it starts down low. It starts with that those footwork. So are you preparing yourself for what's to come? Or are you sitting over there waiting to have somebody tell you what to do? Or are you doing it on your own? So it, it takes that internal uh, fortitude to be better than you were yesterday and show me, show results, have small goals. You know, that's one thing with my kids, have small goals. Yeah, you can have big goals. Yeah, NFL, I want to be there. That's where I want to be. But no, let me be in this game right here, I need to throw for this. Or in this game right here, my completion percentage need to be this. That's how you continue to be better. Challenge yourself to be better each day. And don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't worry about that last interception because it's going to happen. Your ball's going to get tipped. Mm-hmm. You're going to throw the ball. It's going to be wet. It's going to happen. But what are you going to do to correct what you just had that mistake on and how are you going to move forward? Great points. Excellent points. No doubt. And great advice. And along those lines, what would the current Robert Kent tell the college Robert Kent on how to be a better quarterback while he's at Jackson State? Focus a little bit more. The one thing that I do uh, make that I do think I fought myself for, and it's all inside of me of why this happened. I allowed the exposure. I allowed the uh, the numbers of saying, "Hey, man, you shoot, you put up twelve thousand yards, but you put up twelve thousand yards in some people's eyes in Division One AA, and they discredit that at times." They discredit that you play at smaller schools at times, or schools that are not Division One A. And I try to tell people the talent is still the same at these smaller schools. Where it gets lost at is the linemen. We don't have as many or the number of players that some of the bigger school have. We have all the skill position. We may get, you know, three or four linemen that are beast. I mean, that you know are going 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 to knock the blocks off you, are going going to make pancake you. But then we have guys that we have to mold to try to get them to keep up with the ones who were beasts. And that's why I think that transition, because, you know, we played Southern Miss. We was hanging right there with right. Southern Miss the whole first quarter. But then it mm-hmm. just, it, that in, once that interior started, they had more defensive linemen than offensive linemen we had. So when they switching out fresh guys, we didn't have fresh guys to switch out at those positions. So right. it was – I fought myself personally for not continuing to focus on being the best quarterback I could be regardless of the numbers or not. you Yeah, I got numbers, but I'm still fighting a battle against not just my division because I came out with that quarterback class. And I try to tell people, oh, yeah. it was Eli Manning. It was Ben Roethlisberger. It was Jerry Lorenzen. Uh, 
who else was in that class? It was a guy named Pickney that went to got drafted by mm-hmm. the 49ers. It was so many quarterbacks that came out that year. Mm-hmm. Uh Luke McCown, all these guys played at one a big division one A school. And here's a one double A kid. Yeah, he got numbers, but he ain't play against the top, you know, the top competition. So we, you know, he he may not, he may do all right, he may not do all right. So all you my younger self, stay focused. Whatever, whatever my goal is, focus on that goal and don't let the outside spectators, don't let the outside influences deter you from staying on that goal. Get your goal first and then enjoy the fruits that come from your labor. Robert, let me follow up and ask this quick question in terms of how important is it that uh, kids in high school or, or junior college, uh, that they understand that there is still a lot of talent at the, F- at the FCS level uh, at HBCU? Oh yes, sir. Indeed, that's that's what people uh, fail to realize. It's it's talent everywhere. It's being noticed, and b- with all the technology and the cameras and the film now, you will get noticed. So no matter where you are, you have to dominate. And even in the arena game, when I talk to guys in the arena game, the first thing they say, "Oh man, I shouldn't be here. I should be here. Oh, I shouldn't have played. I don't have to do this." Yes, you do, because if you're here right now, sitting in this seat in the arena football locker room. You're here for a reason. So you got to be the best that you can be and show the people in the bigger leagues that I'm dominating down here and I'm dominating everybody that they put in front of me, regardless of who it is. Then you will get noticed. You got to stop thinking about what you did or what you could have done. It's what have you done for me lately, regardless of what's going on. Very important lesson. I appreciate you putting that out there. All right. Great stuff, man. We really appreciate you for coming on, man. We can, uh, you know, we can talk to you every day. So <laughs> whenever you want to come back on the show, definitely just let me know and uh, and we'll bring you back on. And also, we ha- I don't know if you've heard this episode, but we did an episode recently about uh, who's the greatest Jackson State quarterback of all time. Uh-huh. It's episode 22. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. You know, your name came up. And it was a very controversial episode, so uh, I checked that out and let you know what you think. Hey, but then you you got to – all right, so you get it, – it's, it's, this is how you look at that. This is how people look at okay. things. Do you look all at right, championship okay. – do you look at championship rings or do you mm-hmm. look at numbers or do you mm-hmm. look at win percentage? Because people look – people have different perspectives of how they look at it right. and who was the best. Because right. if you want to look at if you if you want to say championship rings, no, I didn't win the championship rings. If you want to say wins, yeah, we 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 was averaging seven win season. If you want to say numbers, my numbers, uh, there aren't, aren't too many people numbers out there besides Steve McNair and Willie Totten, whose numbers are better than mine. So it's hard to decipher. It's it's a judgment call. Mm-hmm. If you want to say rings, because I'm a Tom Brady fan, Tom got six right now. Mm-hmm. But there are some people that still say Peyton Manning was better than Tom. Ah, Tom got six, Peyton got two. Mm. And then I, I, I always try to I try to throw it in there. There was Eli Manning and there was Peyton Manning. And they showed Eli's face when Peyton won that second championship, won that second ring, because you know Eli had two, and he right. can always he can always hang <laughs> it over Peyton's head. He got two. But then exactly. when Peyton got two, it's like, oh man, I'm the stepbrother again. That's <laughs> Yes, oh, I, I think yeah. it's perspective, guys. I really think it's it perspective, is. great man. perspective. Great perspective. Mm-hmm. All right, but man, great hey stuff, guys, bro. anytime, man. I, I pretty, I appreciate it, Corey. I appreciate it, Charles, man. If there's anybody want to come on, they say, hey, man, invite them back, man. I will be happy to come back on because, again, hey, thank all my Jackson State fans, all the coaches, all the players, the city of Jackson. 
man, it, you guys have blessed me in so many ways. You just don't understand. And for me to be able to tell you right now, I wish I could tell you face to face on a Zoom call or anything. But, guys, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, y'all have left an impression on my life. And hopefully one day I can come back and be, hey, the blue I love, baby. Come on back and get on that sideline and, and coach the team to help me get to where I am now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And and speaking of that, once, once we can get back to some games, you know, in, some games where fans are in attendance, we're going to be on campus doing some live shows. So definitely we'll invite you on that set so you can tell the fans uh, in person. Hey, man. Hey, I sure appreciate it, baby. I sure appreciate it. All right. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Robert. And that'll do it for episode 62 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love. I was thinking about that one, man, because that Southern game, man, they they played that thing about six times in a row. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.